People ask me all the time, Jesse, why did you wait so long to start bullying Mersh? He was such an obvious goon from the beginning. What made you wait for it? And you know, I actually hearken it back to something. It's sort of a personal philosophy of mine. It's something I've always held with me. When I was a kid, I loved the movie Roger Rabbit. And there's this scene in Roger Rabbit where he and Eddie Valiant are handcuffed to one another. And they've been handcuffed for a while, and Eddie's trying to break the handcuffs and get Roger, you know, detached from him. And Roger slips right out of the handcuffs while he's working on it. Eddie notices it. He looks at Roger. He says, Roger, could you have done that the whole time? And Roger says, no Only when it was funny, and that's something I live my life by. Wait a second. Is that something I live my life by, or... Concept there, Mike. Just funny. It's just, you know what, to me, is is one of the most important things. Like, this is something that has stuck with me my entire life. It's something I've literally built the foundation of who I am around. And it's the scene... In one of my favorite movies of all time, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? When he slips out of the fucking handcuffs and he's like, wait, you could have done that this whole time? And he went, no, only when it was funny. Yeah. And that's, to me, a philosophy I've always lived by. You know, my favorite movie of all time is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And Mm -hmm. Roger Rabbit is chained to Eddie Valiant. They're handcuffed together for about Mm -hmm. an hour. Yeah. And then they're in that back room in the bar and... uh, Eddie finally Eddie finds a hacksaw and he starts hacking through the handcuffs and while he's doing that Roger Rabbit just slips out of the handcuffs and he like starts watching him oh yeah and Eddie says you mean to tell me you could have taken those off at any time and he goes no only when it was funny and (laughs) I sort of live by that code (laughs) that anything can be justified if it's funny see the video sinks that Nick Mullen said this I heard Nick Mullen say that on Comptown once and I'm like oh my god I've always said I've literally I think I said that like three or four years ago on this very show the same exact thing you can say something and have it just fall flat there's another time and place where you can say the same thing verbatim and it will kill the room there's sometimes like there's just funny. Some people have an instinct for funny, and that's it. That's the bottom line. And I can't think that we're even the same two that ever had that thought. But that's like something I think a lot of funny people look at and go, "That is an important tenet right there." It's something I've literally built the foundation of who I am around. Uh, I think the amount of jealousy that was oozing out of that little worm when he was doing that show was kind of, it kind of wasn't funny, you know, objectively, objectively. He's saying objectively that my parody of their show wasn't objectively outside of the realm of opinion. That show wasn't funny objectively God, uh, that's even better yeah he's claiming it's objective <laughs> <laughs> but there's like there's like a scientific like, unit of facts. measurement yeah it's not that he's petty and yeah. anyone who annoys him a little bit he goes way too hard at them social commentary comedy is the worst huh you know maybe i just misremembered that i don't know was that 
my thing. Well, anyway, the point is, when I realized Mersh is the perfect goon, that's when I started making fun of him. And if it's funny, it excuses everything else. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who would wish I would stop making fun of Mersh. Every week now in the Pizza Fun, people keep going, is this all you do? Is the whole Pizza Fun just Mersh stuff? And it is definitely starting to feel that way. But, you know, Mersh bought a BMW, and so did I. He got a BMW. I got a Bullying Mersh Weekly. I promise this will be the last one for a while. We're going to take a break, but I had to do it again. I had to hit him with the Mersh effect again, and I'll tell you why. Wait, Bullying Mersh Weekly. How about Bald Manslave Winning? How about that? Anyway, I had to do it again because, here's why, Mersh put out what might be the most ridiculous tweet of all time. He has no idea what it is that makes him so funny. He's the perfect lol cow. And he literally typed out a tweet that's so embarrassing, it is basically just the Reddit and everyone clapped meme. Okay, take a look at this. This is ridiculous. I was eating at this bar... I frequent, and this divorced cougar came up to hit on me. She walked away angry and will probably commit Minecraft after the verbal Verbal destruction destruction. I subjected her to. Oh, man. He's just like Eminem when he makes fun of those divorced women at the bar. Mersh, you are a divorced, old, drunk at a bar. (laughs) You don't get to be above the quote-unquote cougar. And keep in mind, we're talking about a a bar in Florida, in Davenport, Florida, uh, which, by the way, just to remind you, Davenport, literally another word for couch, not a joke, Davenport, Florida, we're not talking high class here, okay? This tweet just hit me in a way that is so funny. I decided, you know, I was talking to my girlfriend about it. Kelsey, she was like, we were both talking about this, and she was saying, what do you think really happened? And we both gave our version of events. She said she thinks this happened. I said, I don't think this even happened at all. And it struck a nerve with me. It made me think about something. There's this movie. It's called Rashomon. It's a classic. It's a Kurosawa film, a Japanese movie, where in it, they tell the story. This has been done, parodied many, many times. You've seen them do this, where they tell the same story from multiple points of view. Okay? They go back through each character's point of view in the story. And there's little differences based on each character's perspective. Well, I thought we could do our own Rashomon tonight. Nay, our own Mershomon. And get to the bottom in the pettiest way possible of what really happened. Did everyone clap or was it the absolute worst case scenario for Mersh. 
I'm going to let the listeners choose tonight. You know, Revenge of the Sis a little while ago tried to run a poll, and it was a disaster for them. They had to try it over and over again about three or four times. We talked to Andy's random edits about it when he lost that contest. Well, I've got a poll tonight on how did it actually go down between Mersh and the Cougar at the bar, and this one's going to go off without a hitch. But if you want to see the full episode, you will have to join the Pizza Fund, Pizza. We built our own Patreon. We don't run ads on the show. We don't have sponsors. We don't try to rip you off by getting you to sign up for using the Brave browser and so on and so forth. All the schemes out there, the scams that the other podcasts do, we avoid them by having the pizza fund. You know, Pod Awful is a storyline. Every week it sort of leads into the next. And if you're not in the pizza fund, you're missing half the story. So join it, podawful.pizza. This episode is going to be in the $12 level as all of our Wednesday shows are. But you can join for as little as $1 and get immediate access to a huge archive of content. I hope to see you there for the Mershomon. Join the pizza fund, potawful.pizza. Support the show. Join the pizza fund. Potawful.pizza. For Apple, I haven't been able to prove this yet using our vast array of digital networks, but I believe that Mersh's local place he frequents is the high tabletops at an Applebee's neighborhood bar and grill. It's just a theory. Just a theory I'm working on. I think he goes to Applebee's. I think he thinks that's a cool place to be. Black people love Red Lobster and Applebee's 100%. Applebee's is damn shoddy. We gonna be getting funky tonight. Red Lobster is high class, like one of the nicest restaurants you can go to as a black person. I had a black person... And this isn't racist. This is just true. This is They love these places. I had a black person. There's nothing racist about what I'm about to say here. I had a black guy steal my credit card number. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. The first place he went and how I caught him doing it, the first place he went was Red Lobster. He spent over $100. Over $100. That's date night. He went there with a lady of the night. He went there on a date. He said, yo, baby, I'm going to take you to the lobster. They call it the lobster. I'm going to take you to the lobster, yo. Only the finest for my girl, Cheddar Bay Biscuits up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, ooh, damn. He make his own money. He he grown. When you're black, one of the greatest accomplishments you can do is grow, is get, is get older, hit 35 years old. That's what, when they say grown, they're like, oh, damn, he grown. They mean he's 35. That's not typical. It's very difficult for a black guy to make it to that age, what with AIDS, sickle cell, and other black people. So 
Whoa! Detour Central. Here we go. Mersh is at the bees, and he's living it up at the bees, and he's showing off his wallet, the fat stacks he's got at the bees, showing people, listen, hey, they've got a 10-ounce option for the steak. I went 13. That's three more ounces. That's... Ladies, are you soaking yourselves yet? Um, I was uh, out and about tonight. I was enjoying my uh, enjoying my life because again, like, look, look. Let's let's be honest. I I, I know the uh, I know I know the haters. <laughs> I know the very long haired people that watch the show and watch me every day and they go oh it's not fair this guy he's a fucking he's a fucking loser why are people still vouching for him i don't know i don't know long-haired man i i don't know like trust me like it's it's one of those things that actually bothers me as much as it bothers you on some level where i go like why why do these people actually support and like us um, you know, but the people that hate us are like, Joe, Joe, I'm gonna let it ruin my life. Um, and that's cool. You can do that too. You're allowed. Um, but I, you know, me personally, I'm like, no, I like it. I like the fact that people support uh, our show and people support what we do, and it, it will always make me happy. So, like, look, I, um, you guys know I, I, I got a car. My car, uh, I had to go to the mechanic. There were some things I knew were wrong with my car. There were some things I didn't know were wrong with my car. <laughs> uh, bottom line. So uh, here I am doing extra show, Doing my Wednesday shows. Mersh is doing Wednesday shows. Uh, because of that. So, you know, whatever. We're hanging out. But um, I know there are some people out there that it, it just, um, fuck, it bothers them. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like, like I get it. Like, Royce isn't as enraging as I am. It's, it's, it's not as annoying. Like, oh, fuck. Just fucking, you know, this Royce guy's doing what? Like, people don't get it. But I'm, I get it. I'm the one that makes you hate that I'm doing well. So I'm doing well. I'm doing all right. Um, people saying I'm ripped off. And it's fine. I'm ripped off. It's whatever. Uh, here I am, though. No, here I am. I'm doing it. I'm doing extra work. Uh, and look, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to be one of these guys that tries to pretend like, oh, he's 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 going to pretend like he's doing more shows, but he really is just money. Like, no, I'll be the first one to say it. Like, yeah, uh, my car's being repaired. I need extra money. Everyone needs extra money right now. I'm I'm doing the uh, I'm doing my show, I'm doing a Wednesday show. I know that's crazy. I know some of the haters will go wild with that. That being said, um, I still drive a cooler car than you. And I will continue to do so. So. Now, I just told you my whole version of how Mersh's life works. Let's get petty. Let's get into the details of how Mersh 
met up with this cougar, or sorry, ran into a cougar at a bar and verbally destroyed her. Welcome to Mersh's imagination. <laughs> okay, so here's how I, th this is from Mersh's perspective. Let's start, that's the most obvious place to start. This is Mersh's perspective. So Mersh is sitting at the bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me just sit here and check my tweets. My, put my wallet up on the table here. Accidentally leave it open and show the, wow, big boy 20 in there. Yeah, I'll take a yingling. Thank you so much. Just a yingling, please. By the way, how much is that going to cost me? No, in pennies? Thank you so much. Okay. Let me just check my tweets here on the phone. And then they... Some sort of divorced, ugly cougar walks up to him. She sees that wallet, and she's so wet. Now, th again, this is Mersh's version of events. She sees that wallet. She's so wet. She's so wine drunk that she doesn't realize that Mersh is actually a balding, fat loser. So she comes up to him and says, Hey, big boy, why don't you come over and see me sometime, huh? And Mersh says, uh, excuse me? And he stands up. He's suddenly eight feet tall. This woman shrinks down into nothingness. He looks at her. He gives her a once-over. She goes, I just wanted to know if maybe you wanted to go on a date sometime. And Mersh says to her, bitch. You look like if a if my aunt took a, a bath in a dishwasher and came out drunker than I am right now. You look like he's verbally assaulting her. It's one of the, oh my God, she's crying. Tears or mascara is running down her face. She's rethinking everything in her life. He's flipping through his wallet and going, here, lady, why don't you take a 20 and get a cab and never come here again? This is my town, and you're not welcome here. She goes, I'm so, so sorry. It's just from across the bar, I saw that you were the great Mike Sheely. Uh, you're, you're Mersh from Revenge of the Sis, right? Uh, you mean E-Celeb Mersh? Yeah, I think so. And by the way... You're banned from the Nightwave chat room. Please, please, Mersh, let me in there. I don't care if you say I look like a thing crossed with another thing. Let me tell you something, babe. You look like if... You look like if Mike Pence's wife was on... I don't know, uh, Sarah Palin's diet. Oh, Mersh, I'm so sorry. She runs out of the bees... Everyone in Applebee's simultaneously starts a slow clap. They all slowly stand up. The claps getting louder and more varied. Oh my God, it's happening. Mersh takes a victory lap around the Applebee's. He walks around shaking hands, kissing babies. Everyone loves him. They go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here with the Mersh from Nightwave Radio. Some guy says to him, dude, you should talk about this on Nightwave on Monday. This was maybe one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. 
an actual tweet in the replies to the tweet where he talked about this was a guy saying, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. That guy is there. He is a fly on the wall. Mersh, with his charm, turns that guy into a fly on the wall. That guy comes inside his own pants and then gives his girlfriend to Mersh. Mersh, please. She's beautiful. She's a perfect 10 out of 10. She's all yours. You can have her. And Mersh, of course, goes buddy i'm beyond pussy at this point i'm bigger than pussy i'm the internet's it could have happened just like that according to mersh but there is another perspective We need to see this from, and that's, of course, from the cougar herself, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Now, let's take a look at what Mersh might have looked like through the cougar's eyes. Sorry, nigga. This content right here is pizza fun only. Hot awful dot pizza. This shit is beefer. Hot awful dot pizza. We got shooters in these streets. 